so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. What's up? This is Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin, and uh, I'm flying without Vivek today. Um, he's a little bit under the weather, so sending him some good wishes. Uh, and yeah, if you want to check me out online, you can find me at Andy Curtin on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. And I've got a an awesome friend here today, Michael Hampton. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Andy? Do Thanks you want to plug your own socials or anything like that? Do you want people to follow <laughs> you online or no? Are you uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Big Mikey VR. Uh, M-I-Q-K-E-Y And uh, yeah um, Anyway, that's basically I'm not a big social media guy At least not yet But uh, yeah. Did you see that documentary Social Dilemma? Unfortunately, I haven't seen that one yet I oh, saw yeah. Social Network you, back in the day If you want to get a, No, 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 totally do Social Network, Network's like the Facebook one, right? Yeah, yeah No, no, no This is just like It's an, It's interviews with people who were like high level at Facebook and Google and Twitter and basically but like your phone is is designed to mess you up. Yeah. And uh ever since I watched that, I'm like barely using social media. <laughs> which is uh not probably not the best strategy, but um anyway. Uh so I got you on today because you are a virtual reality guru. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I I'm a well uh, yeah, Why don't you sorry, tell everybody, for- what, what, tell us what your job is, like, what are you doing? Okay, so yeah, I work for uh, Sandbox VR, I'm the creative director and head of studios over there, so... Which um, is awesome, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I went out there with a bunch of comics, and uh, it was Seth Waters and Ash, and uh, we had so much fun. It's really cool what you guys are doing there. Thanks, man. Yeah, people generally seem to have a pretty good time, so uh, we, we love to see that, and, uh, you know, it's all about kind of creating something for people to get out there and have fun now. Yeah, just doing something different, you know. There's not that much different to do in Hong Kong. You know, you get like, like okay, you can eat, you can, you can get booze, but how much other stuff is there to do, really? I mean, it's stuff when you when you don't have like a place you can drive to that's out of town and uh, go run around in a field. That's kind of how I spent, <laughs> I guess, my youth. So yeah, we, we same. offer you know like a, a something you can do with friends that's social. Um, you know, you can bring up to six people, so you just kind of get out there and and fight some zombies together, and you know, have a good time. As you do, I can't do it in a field. You can go and do the virtual reality version of it. That's right. <laughs> so, what? How did you end up in Hong Kong? Like, what led you here? Um, well, yeah, I've been working in the video games industry for about seventeen years now. So seventeen, dude, yeah. you look like you're about seventeen. <laughs> Unfortunately, seventeen. Uh, what did you start when you were three? <laughs> I got my first job in the industry when I was like uh, 22. 20, I guess. Yeah, 22 actually was the very first one. Yeah, um, in terms of my first full time paid gig. Yeah, but I did some volunteering before that. But anyway, yeah, about uh, two years ago, I was uh, I was working with Sony uh, PlayStation Studios in London. Dude. And uh, so I was kind of like thinking about my next moves after finishing a title there called Blood and Truth, which was a really cool um, PlayStation VR game. Um, and yeah, opportunity came up with Sandbox here. So really wanted to, you know, come and work on some some really next level, you know, VR stuff that, uh, that um, you know, just gives people a whole new experience that they haven't had before. So you got your dream job, right? Not Pretty I mean, much, that Sandbox yeah. was like dream industry. Like yeah. I get to make computer games. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually my dream job. Like when I was five years old, playing Super Mario Brothers, I was like, "Damn, I w- we want to." What are we talking about here? SNES? Uh, no, like NES. Yeah, I played That's NES. How incredibly old I am? No, dude, I'm thirty. <laughs> I'm thirty-seven in like three weeks. So oh, okay, I'm not that far behind you. <laughs> also, I look like ten years older than you. <laughs> Come on, man. Come yeah, on. I wish I was joking. Um, <laughs> So that's rad, dude. So, so you're in London. You what did you just get online? And you're like, I got to Hong Kong. That's pretty bold. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I've I've done a few moves like that before in my my career. Uh, moved to different places in the world. So I I met. Uh, well, I have a friend basically I used to work with, and he he kind of recommended me. Um, recommended I chat with uh, with Steve Zhao, who's the CEO of Sandbox. And um, after one conversation with Steve, I was pretty sold, actually. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the ambition for the company, and and actually just coming to Hong Kong. Um, I I'd had you been to Asia before? Or? I had. Yeah, I'd spent uh, three and a half years living in Singapore. Uh, oh, with, nice. Uh, with Ubisoft over there on uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you heard about that. I know the name. I'm not really. I I gamed as a teenager, I guess. But then once I hit university, it was like I, I was pretty much done with it. Okay. Cool. Um, I was well, too busy banging like to my get head against in. the wall <laughs> <laughs> the comedy thing yeah burning down comedy clubs yeah well you know that's a much more productive use of time than I don't know if that's true <laughs> 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 I'm really not sure about that so tell me like what, what, before we get into it like what do you think of Hong Kong what's your vibe on the city um I've always enjoyed Hong Kong you know it's like a it's a really cool city there's a lot of dynamic energy here a lot of interesting people you meet from all over the place so it's definitely quite a cool city. I like I, I enjoy the travel aspect of it as well, although with COVID, you know, that's all kind of gone. You normally travel like pre COVID? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I dude, really I love I love being in Hong Kong and like how you can just get around like you're up in Taipei or up in Tokyo. Like it's so easy to go to awesome places. Yep. Especially when you come from Australia. It's like any international flight is eight hours you know, hours, you know, oh, minimum yeah. eight hours. Um, really. Unless you go to New Zealand and like who would want to go there? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so well, tell me about what Sandbox is doing because it's it's not that old, is it? Yeah, the company's like uh, not that old at all. It's it's about sort of three and a half years or so uh, now since uh, Sandbox opened. Um, it was really kind of a, a crazy story here, uh, you know, with Sandbox. Actually, the team started with just a small handful of guys. They basically had uh, about six months to figure out how to build a game for how to get this technology working for the motion tracking virtual reality technology that we do. So they don't, they don't buy it? They have to develop the, themselves? Um, there's there's hardware things that we buy, but in terms of the software that kind of connects everything and makes it work, that stuff is our own technology. Really? Yeah, with the uh, motion tracking cameras. So Interesting. Yeah, so after sort of these uh, six months to like basically make a game, figure out the technology, and build a retail location here in Hong Kong, that's actually what Sandbox VR did. So within the first six months in the company, six they, months they to make to a game seems that. like a lot. It's really, really uh, short actually to make a game. Six months is very, very short. No, I sorry, I meant like a lot to do in six months. Oh yeah, no, that was insane. I, don't I know. meant <laughs> the opposite of what I said. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it's definitely uh, a real challenge to get those three things uh, done. In Were you months. there for that? I wasn't. I was pre, right. pre when I joined. But uh, the the cool thing about it was that after managed to, they managed to get that all done in I think five and a half or something. 
months or five months, and then um, and the they store slept was actually for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the store was actually sold out for the for, for the first like six months, pretty much of its opening after that. Really? So, yeah. So a hot start. Uh, it was uh, yeah, very hot start, and uh, yeah, kind of company's been going uh, since then. Obviously, had some interesting uh, challenges with COVID. Uh, coming and being a retail business, but you know we're trying to get through those as best as we can. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been. I mean, you're operating now, right? Like you've been pretty fortunate in terms of like a lot of businesses haven't been have been shut for the maximum amount of time. Um, yeah, we're closed for a bit, but we're op- we're open again now. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and also like four people, no problem there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are you restricted to now? Six or four? I, How many I people can the, you have in a game? What's the maximum? So the maximum that our hardware supports is six um, currently. And then I think I think right now we can accept bookings of six again because the, 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 law, the uh, lockdown restrictions in Hong Kong have been uh, kind of eased a little bit. So I think we're allowed six in our stores. But uh, yeah. Check the website to learn more. <laughs> yeah, check the website because I have no idea. How many stores do you have? You guys are not just in Hong Kong, are you? No, we have stores in the United States. Uh, we have a store in Macau, Singapore, uh, two in Indonesia, uh, one in Vancouver in Canada. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of uh, all over the place, actually. But it's um, all, it started here. It's being developed out of here. It did, yeah. Local guys? Company. Yeah, local, local Hong Kongers um, started the company. Uh, Steve Zhao, who's my my boss, uh, started the company basically, and uh, with some other uh, guys who were from Hong Kong. Um, and they've got some pretty big backing as well, don't they? Uh, the company does, yeah. So I was, think I read uh, somewhere Alibaba is behind yeah, it. Yeah, Alibaba's uh, one of our uh, investors. So is uh, Andreessen Horowitz, which is one of the bigger. Um, you know, firms in Silicon Valley. So it's it's pretty uh, pretty awesome. The the partners we've been able to work with. And uh, we've been able to work with some big uh, partners and projects as well. Like, and do you get uh, to interact with those guys, or they're just like, we got, we give you money, you know? Uh, well, we have like board meetings and stuff where where I I have talked to them <laughs> and stuff <laughs> in the past. You know, you answer some difficult questions on the hot seat, but uh, oh, so they come in and they they're really active in uh, wanting to know what's going on. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, like it's it's uh, it's obviously an investment, so they want to make sure that you know we're on the right track as a company. And Is so it something uh, that they see like would Alibaba try and involve it? I don't know if you'd like to talk about this, but would they want to try and use it in their own business or like find other applications for it? Well, I think with any investment, um, you know, that if there's It's like are, a strategic investment is really what I'm saying. Um, I'd say there, it, it, the, the, all, all the investments we always, you know, with, with both the people who are trying to get the money and the people who are trying to invest the money are really looking for cases where um, sometimes the connections... And uh, having these working relationships might help uh, other investments that they also have or other businesses. So uh, I can't really speak to too too much about uh, that with Alibaba in particular. But you know they definitely um, you know have been a great supporter of us so far. So it's been awesome working with with them. So what are the, like the big challenges with VR? Like what you know what what are kind of the breakthroughs that you've had to have in the company since you started? Wow. I mean, there's just so much to figure out, you know, because it's brand new technology. It's not like, uh, you know, you can you can sort of take uh, another technology that people already know and really works and just go like, okay, this is just like that. Um, You know, you sort of can can imagine with, uh, you know, the difference between movies and how much they've evolved in the last, you know, 30 years. Uh, It's quite different. So and VR is such a 
new industry. It's only really been sort of around, uh, you know, sort of arguably six or seven years since the new sort of new wave of VR started. Like Oculus? So, Is that the one yeah, everyone talks about? Yeah, Oculus was kind of, uh, with their uh, DK1 headset, was pretty much like the first one to kind of re like relaunch the wave of, of VR that uh, kind of died out in the, in the 90s um, before. So yeah, but the new v, new wave of VR is pretty dope, and um, you know, like we're we're evolving really, really rapidly. But it's still such a new industry that you know, it's like back in the old days with movies. People were trying to figure out like how to make cameras that could actually record the film, you know, and and do that and well, and and figure out how to do all these shots and stuff. So it's really like the birth of this new medium um, with VR, and we're seeing the early days, but we're making a lot of progress. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, while I think of it, do people ever freak out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what happens? I, I, I desperate mean, to know it. Like, you know, like when, when I was at Sony, we had, we had people, uh, trying our, uh, deep demo, which was like a shark kind of thing, uh, chasing you around in a shark cage underwater. And sometimes people would just like, like, this is like everybody trying VR for the very first time. Sometimes some, they would just forget where they are. They'd run into a wall. <laughs> or you know they would just take have you had any like or, legitimate injuries um you know or just people just like just bash their head and i mean freak uh, out there, there hasn't been anything too serious but you know like there's there's been cases where yeah we have we have had people um you know kind of forget where they are for a little bit um and kind of trip or something uh, occasionally it happens with sandbox, but it's super, super rare. Um, you know, we have a lot of safety precautions in place, so we try and keep everybody safe that comes, but you know, it does, it can happen if our guests kind of like forget, you know, uh, to just keep their balance basically. Yeah. I don't, I yeah. feel like it was pretty clear when I was there. At no point did I feel like the walls were like uncertain where they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think people just kind of get caught up in the moment on rare occasions and just kind of forget and and uh start running <laughs> what's like the weirdest thing you see people do when they've got the mask on they don't realize that we're, you're looking at them in a blank room um well the i mean the, the funniest thing is just how uh because vr has this power of, of kind of transporting you to a different place you really forget the surrounding world so you know one of the great things about our office space uh that we had in Hong Kong was was to have a big uh, play play area for our VR testing, and then around that would be everyone's desks and be working. And we used to have a lot of people come in for demos, investors, and other and journalists and things like that. And you know, with some of our games, are a bit scary, like uh, Deadwood Mansion. Our zombie experience is pretty scary. It's very appropriate for Halloween. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like they would literally start screaming at the top of their lungs for like. 20 minutes straight and then <laughs> you know wailing and crying and oh, you know cursing oh my and, god uh, and then you know they they take the helmet off and suddenly oh i'm actually in front of like a crowd of 40 people that's gathered <laughs> who are so all laughing yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're laughing our heads off because it's so funny seeing someone you know like screaming in cantonese and uh oh, wailing, it's so funny because i'm like what an idiot and then i'm like wait did i do that <laughs> like legitimately not sure it's possible it's definitely possible i'm gonna dig up this footage andy of your session yeah we'll i bet it's we'll in see. there somewhere we'll see just how cowardly be you may be blackmail on everyone be like <laughs> yeah. before you uh go for this political position let me show this video of you uh crying with a headset on right you've just discovered my secret plot actually that's that's in record time, you've uncovered it all. So they must have some pretty ambitious plans to like take over the world, I guess. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. 
what's like what's what do you what's the direction they want to go in is it is just opening more is that they focused on like the technology or they get more stores open where do they want to take it um yeah I mean, we want to kind of uh you know our our ultimate vision is a holodeck in every neighborhood it's basically what we call our our experience rooms holodeck yeah kind of is that your name or is that the name for like virtual reality that's uh well that that term is actually a term created by star trek Um, oh i i didn't know that okay (laughs) you have to be an enormous nerd like me i guess to know (laughs) uh it's a star trek term which basically uh, the holodeck in in star trek was like this room you could go into and and everything you could it's like being in the matrix basically yeah but it's it's you know it's it's just for your entertainment so that's kind of like what we want to deliver. That's our ultimate vision is to have. In every neighborhood of Hong Kong? No, of the world. Of you know, the like, world. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah. they really are looking for global you domination. Know, like we want to you know, we want to be like uh, movie theaters of uh, a virtual reality kind of same same kind of vibe. But so. there must be other, you know, people out there doing the same thing in different places, right? There are. There's definitely some, some competitors. A lot of people are opening kind of um, more mom and pop kind of stores. But like with our advantage... Is being that we actually produce all of our own content, so you can't play our experiences anywhere but right. Sandbox, and they've all been designed from the ground Because there's too. other virtual reality in Hong Kong as well. I think there is, yeah. I think there's some. I know that there And there's different, more. because I, I saw a photo of it, and like you guys are in a box, like you're walking around in a box room. Those ones were like standing on like a travelator uh-huh. that, yeah. you, that you walk around on. My friend said she did it, and uh, it made her puke. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing, right? When you when you don't have the motion tracking cameras to uh, accurately represent like where your real body is in virtual reality, uh, then creates a disconnect in your brain and actually makes people sick. So really, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Did you like, guys have to figure that out? Like that's something you you, you went like, oh, we we got a lot of puke. Here. <laughs> well, I've been I've been working in VR for five years now, so like basically when I started, that all this stuff was brand new. You know, that sounds like early sickness. medicine. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we keep killing them. It's I the know. Tracking. Let's use <laughs> cocaine for everyone. You know, like let's put that in. Uh, it's soft drinks. Oh, dude, and, people uh, doing on know. VR and cocaine, which would be the most Hong Kong thing ever, by the way. <laughs> uh, we do not endorse that. <laughs> you know, I'm talking back in the day, Coca-Cola. That'd be some know. screaming. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would definitely be a way to uh, raise the pulses. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway. Sorry, go on. So what makes a great VR game? Like what when you look at it, like if you're looking at a game, you're like, what are the really standout features that make a game, you know, that hook people in? Uh, VR is really all about just trying to remove every layer of your brain going, no, this isn't real. So like you have to like, there's a lot of things that um, work in like traditional video games, you know, like hot points, you know, like you see your score, you know, in the arcade, if you remember, like, you know, you, you have this like element, 2D elements and text and stuff in front of you. In virtual reality, like that stuff generally really takes away from your immersion. You know, it makes you um, remember that you're playing something that's not real instead of having you just uh, release your sort of uh, feeling of that that's not real. And, and so, the, you know, what you want is just something that really gets you into it and keep you there. So the best real experiences are the one that, that basically gives your brain the freedom to enjoy that believability um, of the world has been created. Some of the people, you got one that people fight, right? Like it's a fighting game? Yeah, we do. Uh, I can see that going badly. <laughs> <laughs> Unbound Fighting League. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's actually, um, it's really funny. I'll, do, I'll they be, t- do they connect? 
in real no, life? They don't no, connect in real life. They don't. No, we had we had. So how do you simulate like? Do you hold something and hit like a stick? I haven't played that one. So mm. we played one that was like uh, Amber Sky, I think, which yeah. you just updated, right? Yeah, well, we're working on an update now. You're about we'll to update it soon. Yeah, brand new update. And that was like you know a shooter, I guess you would call it. Yeah, it's kind of like a sci-fi space shooter, fighting off aliens. Yeah, which is which is great. But so obviously, it's easy to understand how with a gun you can have the movement and stuff, but when you're with a stick, like you're hitting people, how do you know you've hit something? So uh, you're actually just using like uh, what we call a wand in your hand. So the the wand is not much bigger than your 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 hand, and it actually has this p- p- like protective kind of rubbery shield around it. Right. So we actually don't uh, have people often connecting with their hands, but that's like the most common thing because like you're you're sort of swinging as if you're you're swinging the sword but without the blade. So you're just swinging like the hilt of the sword. Got it. The rest of the sword is virtual. And so oh, I connecting. thought you gave him actual sticks. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we tried that and then uh, people... After killing nine know. people. Yeah, yeah. Several of the victims' <laughs> yeah, What if we don't use actual us? swords given they're not going to see them anyway? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a strange direction we started with. No. Uh, <laughs> it was cool though. I mean, that, that project, um, we did have to figure out a lot of safety features because we when we started testing it at first, you know, we didn't have any of the safety features of the game in place. And so, you know, our staff member were sometimes hitting each other, <laughs> uh, including one time we had the paramedics visit the, no uh, the way. office due to uh, like, yeah, somebody catching a, catching a punch accidentally uh, in the headset. But, no, it must have been a big punch for an ambulance. Uh, yeah, well, he had, he had a it was you, reality it? headset on, so no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he wouldn't have got up if it was me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm honest. saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, an interesting challenge to like figure out how to make this actually really safe for everyone to come in and play. But um, yeah, we, we haven't had any significant instances since we, uh, we launched it, so it's great, yeah. That is super cool. So what else like... Because virtual reality, you know, as you say, is like kind of it's it's advancing a lot right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else is happening other than is it just for gaming? There must be other stuff going on. Oh like, yeah. Do you interact mm-hmm. with like augmented reality or any of that stuff? Um, I, you know, I think all these technologies are kind of people are a lot of people are saying it's kind of merging. Um, it's sort of will I think at some point in the far future, sort of. VR and AR will sort of just become, you know, XR or whatever. And we'll just What's like... What's XR? Uh, it's, you know, it's like... cross. It's like uh, That's mixing the two of them? Yeah, yeah, mixed reality. Um, so it's kind of like... Um, That's where people are going to go insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, let's hope, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, no. More uh, so than now. Maybe, but we can actually solve problems. You know, like we are seeing a lot of uh, medical applications for virtual reality. Oh yeah, uh, happening. So, for example, if you're getting physiotherapy, like I, I had, if you can see this, it's really, really great for the audience at home. Oh, but bro, I that enormous is a serious scar, scar on my arm, and yeah, from, so. from bashing someone in a virtual reality room. Uh, no, I, I was when I was 12, I invented a sport called street surfing involving uh, rollerblades, a water skiing cord, and my friend on a dirt bike, and <laughs> uh, no helmet or pads. Oh, you know, it was bro. the 90s. How, how old were you when you did that? Uh, I think about 12. What did you land on? I landed on the curb and shattered my arm from oh. elbow to shoulder, pretty oh, much. At 12 hours of reconstructive surgery, six months of physiotherapy, and I can bend my arm again. But the thing about it that they're using virtual reality now in medical is you can actually distract someone from the pain of physiotherapy by putting them in VR 
giving the, uh, their mind a different uh, way to um, occupy itself. So uh, why don't you just give them an anesthetic though? Well, uh, with physio, they generally don't want to anesthetize people because it is such a frequent treatment. Like some people need it, you know, that is fascinating. Times a week when they're trying to recover from certain injuries. So that kind of reminds me of like some episode of like Grey's Anatomy or something where this woman like want to be hypnotized mm. during surgery instead of anesthetic. Yeah, and it was like going really well, and then halfway through, <laughs> she was just like. Wah! <laughs> that seems like a terrible, terrible doctor who would agree to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be performing surgery on people who are awake generally. No, I, I certainly would only do it if they had a virtual reality. Yeah, that. that's my rule. Yeah, that's you know, or if you had one on, you know, during the surgery, at least yeah. then you can see. It's like not my fault. I hurt you. I thought you were an alien. Right. So, exactly. What else? Uh, what else? Like, so you got medical applications? Is there anything else? Fitness. Fitness applications are huge. Like UFL, our game, uh, Unbound Fighting League. Like if you play that, you'll have a, an amazingly wee great workout. By the really? Game. Yeah, it's it's one. So of the you most actually got to run around. Events. But yeah. hang on, like how are they running? How big is the room? Uh, the room is like four by four meters by six meters. Okay, so how where where how, where's the workout? So basically, you're designed in two halves. So you can imagine a boxing ring, right? A boxing ring isn't necessarily a huge huge space, but the boxers, if you've ever boxed uh, around. You know, I, boxing is my sport, and like, uh, you know, if you box even one round, it's absolutely exhausting. You know, yeah, but you're hitting like, like what? It, what? It's football, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like football. So what are you running back and forth, or? Oh, in UFL? Yeah. Uh, no, it's like it's like fencing. It's like lightsaber duels. So oh. all the all the energy, you know, goes from your swings. Your, oh, I thought it was like a football league thing. Dodging out of the way. No, no, it's uh, it's basically like uh, fighting. It's uh. You know, oh, like weapons, ultimate fighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, swords, spears. Um, you get like Wolverine style claws in the game, which are pretty dope. That so, is very cool. Yeah. And you just uh, bash your friends in a nice safe way and uh, no one gets hurt. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So you're, what you're, for your role specifically, are you like focused on the game development? Like that's what you work on? Yeah. I'm, I'm responsible for, you know, the team that develops the game, um, figuring out like how to make people have fun is basically my job. And do you just take, because how, how many games do you have now? Uh, we have five different experiences. It must be pretty hard to add an experience because you've got to get an extra room or cut an experience. or. Um, so basically all, all of our rooms support uh, all of our experiences. So it's are there, all the like, rooms are the same. Yeah. So if you imagine, well, some are different size wise, some are bigger, some are smaller. Um, but that just, uh, that's, that value is, is just dictating the, the size of the group. Got so it. Six players go in a six player room. Four players go in a four player room. Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there anything like, do you, do you feel like you're restricted? There must be some restrictions in only having people in that size space. Um, you like, know, is there, there a different space out there that you could do a different style of virtual reality in? Like, what what could you do differently? I'm uh, sure. That, I mean, there's there's uh, there's certain um, virtual reality, I guess, uh, locations which have a larger space. Um, and I think some in other countries which have a really huge space, even like in a, like an arena and stuff. To That's what I'm thinking, in. right? So you can do that. I guess the... the not, not the most obvious thing to do in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, in Hong Kong, that would be a challenge. But I think the, the other thing that um, it lacks is like we actually want people to be together when we're playing sandbox uh, VR. Like we want you close to your friends so you can interact with them 
you know, you can high five each other. You can, you know, put your arm on each other's shoulder to heal you. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we actually want you together and and interacting together. So, um, you know, you can do a bigger room, but without that, you don't have the social interaction. You don't have the quality of the motion tracking. So again, some people will suffer with simulation sickness. Um, when you have, uh, you know, not good tracking quality and stuff. So there's some advantages to each kind of so, setup. So could you talk me through that? Because I don't think I fully understand it. So tracking quality, that means the movements that you're seeing don't match your actual movements. Right. And yeah. then that makes people sick? That gives emotion sickness? Or? So basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a process in the brain which is there to protect you from being poisoned. So imagine you're a caveman. You know, uh, back I, in the I day. am. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're an uncultured person, doesn't shower very often. I'm with you right now, buddy. I am there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the odor is fine. You know, I'm getting used to it. Uh, but, you know, like back in the day, you know, if you're a caveman, you don't really know necessarily what to eat, what's good for you, what's not so good for you to eat, what's poisonous. So you eat a bunch of berries, and then after a while, your vision starts to blur. And your body says, okay, it's time to sit down. It's time to like rest for a while and like let this poison go through our system so we don't, you know, die basically. Yeah. Doing something stupid like eating more berries. Uh, so this sit, this like sense that we have basically cre- it detects when there's an irregularities between what we see visually and what we feel physically. So that, you know, when you see triple of something, if you've been drinking to a big excess. I don't know what you know, that's like. Then you're obviously, you start, yeah, you never, never would have experienced no. that. No. So you have this feeling of sickness that, you know, it's time to throw up. It's time to relax. And your brain's going, oh, I must be poisoned. It's time to trigger all these, these things. Um, and so that's what happens. That's what can happen with virtual reality if it's not. Do you ever get tracking. people who like uh, the tracking isn't very good. So then they try to sleep with someone that's less attractive. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we haven't figured out that yet. <laughs> you know, I'm str- I'm trying to figure that out personally, just for my own personal reasons. <laughs> they just start dancing, start dancing terribly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's something. They're like, ah, oh, the tracking is bad. I need to eat McDonald's. <laughs> uh, it could happen. It could happen. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you could use virtual reality to stop people from puking while they're drunk wow it's almost like uh pukeception or something <laughs> wow yeah that you definitely if you ever figure this out you have to use that name okay that, that's, that's pukeception we'll work on that that'll be our next big thing um Do, is there virtual reality like outdoors do you ever have you ever seen that um you can use it outdoors there's certain headsets now because like, oculus um, you can just take anywhere right but yeah. but i mean like is there a way where the outdoors could be part of it and uh, you're, well, and you're would, not just like potentially running into stuff i mean that's probably more uh where you'd see augmented reality you know if you actually wanted to use you need to know yeah yeah um so you know augmented reality works by sort of putting virtual objects over top of or in the same space as real objects you know pokemon go is probably the most obvious example that most people have played yeah but uh yeah um i think we'll see a lot of this stuff develop in the future and um yeah, I do see, you know, down the road having some, you know, right now the the thing that we're missing is touch. You know, that's the thing that that um, is pretty I, awesome about Sandbox, actually, is because, you know, you've got this, like, vibrating vest that you wear. So yeah. You feel, yeah, you feel the reaction. Um, but that's the big thing that's going to come is, you know, you imagine wearing some gloves where you can touch a virtual object that's not there and it feels like it's there. 
you know that's the thing that's really going to change things and we're still we're still a few years so virtual reality is at the lonely single guy phase that's right (laughs) it's the online missing the sense of touch right Right now vr is in the online girlfriend phase of uh of relationships how far away do you think that might be i mean you know it's sort of always in that constant sort of it's five or ten years away um so i'm gonna have to say it's five or ten years away but i hope you know i hope is that like a permanent thing like is is that like when you ask a chinese person it's five minutes and they're like it's really an hour (laughs) i don't don't know i I would say that it's just one of those things where with virtual reality tech it has come a huge huge way in the last five years but it's still like the expectation for what virtual reality is i mean just that term virtual reality you know it makes you think all these these thoughts and pictures in your head of like how amazing this is going to be and you know it is amazing the stuff we can do these days with the technology we got but there's clearly a long way to go yeah that we can do once we have the technology so it's exciting yeah so i mean you could get to that like avatar level right i am i correct in saying that like a computer game the, the the quality of the graphics is higher than you can currently get in virtual reality is that right that's true yeah basically it's, it's the screen resolution which is kind of a limiting factor right um, because the why display, is that the headsets just don't have yeah they don't have the they don't have the technology yet to really shrink you know get enough pixels per inch for it to really look like a crystal clear image with your eyes i mean it still looks good but, uh, you know, in the future, we're going to have, you know, crazy amounts of pixels per inch. And then that way, you know, you'll be able to see um, a display that, that really helps even fool you uh, more into believing that you're, you're in a real place that's, that's just virtual. That's going to get like total avatar, right? Like, yeah, that that's, that's the goal. I mean, you know, there's even, you know, it's all kind of sci-fi, but, you know, there's, there's possibles that, possibilities down the road that, you know, we might be able to plug directly into the brain. And obviously... <laughs> That's what Elon uh, Musk talks about, yeah? Yeah, with like Neuralink and stuff. Didn't he... Yeah. Didn't they announce something recently? Yeah, Neuralink. It's like they're, they're, they're right now focused more on um, medical applications and stuff, removing things like the necessary... The need for uh, uh, people to have to be, stay paralyzed you know, if they if they've got spinal cord injuries, you know that that would be the first I think application. Yeah, fine, help people, but I want to play games, <laughs> right? You know, I, would, I better talk to Elon and see if we can. Uh, yeah, because he's a massive gamer, if I understand correctly. Um, I I I'm not sure. I guess I believe he's it? like a crazy okay. gamer. Cool. Well, I don't know how he finds the time running right. many companies. Playing Apparently, he does. Games, Apparently, he's like wildly <laughs> into computer games. I don't think he's playing Fortnite then or something. It's uh, was that like a really long? Consuming. Yeah, time uh, consuming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could look it up, but I'm pretty sure he's like crazy into it. So, what have been the biggest challenges or like obstacles at Sandbox since it started or since you've been there? Well, I think other the, than COVID. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> COVID must be hitting you everywhere right COVID now. COVID is the big, the biggest challenge right now. Is yeah. Are most of them probably shut right now still? A lot of our locations are, are not open in, in North America, but, um, you know, uh, we are trying to work with the local counties and find a way to, to open them in a safe way. You know, we have a very, very good and very safe um, uh, procedure to make sure everybody... You don't need that many there. people in there either. It's not like a crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's only, you know, supporting... I feel like Americans would really like virtual reality right now. They're like, yeah, we'd like to be anywhere else. Oh, it's amazing. Like, our Chicago store is, has pretty much been sold out for just about, like, the last month. So people... Were, right. How old is, is it? Available? The, uh, the Chicago store? Yeah, yeah. 
uh it's been open for less than six months now dude that's awesome and we haven't been able to open all of you know the entire way obviously because you know the the america went into lockdown so where we are opening we are seeing a huge demand and and there's always so much great feedback from people that play that um you know uh we just hope that we can continue to work with regulators and and get the get the stores open and you know allow our, our customers to come in and do something fun it must be pretty rad for you to be like designing these games and knowing that the market, like the places they're going out is just getting further and further away. Where's your hometown? Uh, I'm from a place called Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in Canada. Yeah, a little town on the prairies. <laughs> well, small city, I should say. 200,000 people. Are you into... Yeah, that's, that's pretty small. That, that's yeah. like my apartment building. Here. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a neighborhood in Hong Kong. Yeah, very true. Not even... <laughs> Not even a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where you are now, like, what are we, we're in Jordan now. I, I, I believe that Mong Kok is the densest place on earth. Wow. That's my understanding. That's amazing. And uh, people probably look that up and just prove me immediately wrong. <laughs> but neither of, I know, neither of us know that it's wrong. So, yeah. Well, in 10 years, you'll be able to look, Google it on your Neuralink in your brain, and then you won't be wrong before. That was the speak. thing that Musk was saying is like to think of like the use of a phone or a computer as like a bottleneck in getting the information that's out there, mm. and that the Neuralink just, just speeds that whole exchange up a yeah. lot. It's going to be cool. We're going to see what's happening. Yeah, we'll be able the to problem is it's like, the, it's like oh, you'll have access to any information. It's like, do we know how the internet works? Most of the information is wrong <laughs> yeah. and like actively misleading. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Pe- people, that, that's, that's risky business, <laughs> plugging that stuff into your head. We're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to change the world, I guess, in ways that we, we probably have no idea yet, like, yeah. much like yeah. the internet has. Yeah. So what big stuff do you guys have? Is there anything you can tell us that you're like focused on that's going to come out? Uh, well, I can, what I can announce today or I guess speak to today is that you know, we've, got, we've got some super great upgrades coming for Amber Sky and Curse of Davy Jones. Um, you know, our Curse of Davy Jones uh, experience is kind of like it feels a bit more like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of style now, at least in its tone. Um, but we're actually changing it to feel more like a Pixar movie almost. Like it's a, it's a cartoony style Really, really fun, very um, irreverent. And so, yeah, I think people are going to absolutely love that update. It's going to be great for families to go um, and play. You can take your kids uh, if you want. No, dude, uh, the kids are like three. All right. One, three <laughs> and one. What's the minimum age? Uh, the minimum age, uh, we, we generally say it's kind of usually around eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm way off. The main thing is, okay, yeah, the main thing is uh, uh, you need to make sure that, like, I mean, the people have to be able to comfortably wear the equipment, right? You know, obviously, if the kids too, if a kid's too small to wear uh, a wearable PC backpack, you know, obviously, they're, they're not going to be able to play and enjoy, but... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> is there anything else you want to tell people uh, about checking out Sandbox before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's an awesome social experience with your friends. Come down, um, you'll have a blast, uh, play any of our experiences and, um, you know, I'm sure you're gonna be back for more if you give, you give it a shot. I want to go back, dude, legitimately, like, like I didn't realize you were working there when I went out to it. In fact, this is how I post a video yeah. and you're like, Hey, thanks for coming in, man. I'm like, <laughs> what are you just thanking me for random? Pe- I didn't put it together that you, that's what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it must've been very creepy when you first saw the message. Then. Yeah. I'm not hey, that stupid. Like your yeah. Thank you for your Instagram pictures. <laughs> um, I loved it, man. Yeah. I'm not, as I, as I said, I'm not really a gamer, but I'm definitely coming back to check it out. Hey dude. Th- yeah. 
can't recommend checking out enough. And thank you so much for coming on today, dude. Thanks really for having awesome. me. Yeah, yeah. Cheers.